0: Well, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whatever time of day it is when you hear this message. This is Rev. Kay Mortimer with Covenant Truth Ministries. And this is Bible Bites again as we read through the Scriptures. We are in episode 180 today. We're almost halfway there, just a couple more days, a few more days. And today's reading for me is found in Psalm chapter 80 through 85. So we're going to look at several today very quickly. Um, in Psalm chapter 80, we're told this is another psalm of Asaph. It was written uh, and, he, and delivered to the chief musician with a tune. This was a testimony. Um, I noticed in here how Asaph, if you'll remember, in his other psalm uh, from yesterday that we read, Psalm 78, he ends that talking about God... Uh, shepherding his people, them being like sheep, and he raised up David to be the shepherd to them. So notice now in verse 1, he says, Give ear, O shepherd of Israel, you who lead Joseph like a flock, you who dwell between the cherubim, shine forth. So now he's talking to the real shepherd. You know, pastors, in a sense, are, are like shepherds to the flock of the Lord in their congregations. And yet, no matter who you are as a minister of the gospel, you still serve pastors, uh, rabbis, whoever it may be. You're still serving under the chief shepherd, God himself. He's the one who dwells between the cherubim. And Asaph is crying out that he will shine forth. He goes on and he repeats, Three times, uh, basically, in this chapter, in verse 3 and verse 7, and then I believe in the very last verse, he's calling on God to restore his people. Cause your face to shine and we shall be saved, is what he says. So he's asking for the shining face of the Almighty God. To be toward them and upon them. And the reason for that is because when the king's face, when the king's face would look upon someone with favor, there was life. There was life given and extended um, through that favor. And so that's what Asaph is crying out for here is for God's favor. We also see here about the concept of of God having planted Israel like a vine in a vineyard in their land and this concept we will see again come up in the prophet Ezekiel and in the Lord Jesus and some of his teachings as well so even the Bible talks about Israel uh, being planted like a vine in God's vineyard and so we'll see that again as we get later into the scriptures in Psalm 81, the author, again, is Asaph here. Uh, he, this was given to the chief musician to be played with music. And it was a psalm that recounted Israel's deliverance in summary form, but also their turning away from God and their stubbornness. And I want to read a few verses as we uh, close up this particular chapter. Here these that end up that, uh, at the end of that chapter. Verse 11, But my people would not heed my voice, and Israel would have none of me. So I gave them over to their own stubborn heart to walk in their own counsels. Oh, that my people would listen to me, that Israel would walk in my ways. I would soon subdue their enemies and turn my hand against their adversaries, The haters of the Lord would pretend submission to him, but their fate would endure forever. He would have fed them also with the finest of wheat and with honey from the rock. I would have satisfied you. Can you hear in those verses the heart of God crying out that, you know what? You rebelled against me over and over and over. You wanted to be stubborn. You wanted the desires of your own heart, and I gave you over to them. But how much more would I have done for you? How much more did I long for you to listen to me, to accept me, to walk in my ways where you would have life and blessing and peace? I would have given you of the finest of wheat and honey from the rock. God is just pouring it out and he's saying, you don't know what you're missing. There's much better that I would have given you. That was my heart's desire. Can you hear the heartfelt desire of the Lord here? And this is the same heartfelt desire that he cries out to people today. This is still a cry for today. It's like he's calling out to the lost, calling out to those who are prodigals that run away from him. And he's saying, oh, you just don't know what you're missing. I want to do so much better for you if you will only let me, if you will only listen to me, if you will only turn to me and beloved that cry is still going out today and if that if that is you you can turn back to God even right now you can come to know him and he's got better things for you life is full of of hardship life is full of unfairness and hurt and pain and that's true for the life of the Christian or the non-Christian Um, It even talks, Jesus even talked about building your house. Uh, One man builds it on the sand and one on another strong foundation. But storms come to both houses. But there is still a foundation that will keep you strong even through the storms. If you build upon the rock of Jesus Christ. And if you will come to him, listen to him. He's got better things that he wants to pour out for you than what you may have experienced up to this point so i just encourage you with that word and implore you to let listen to the lord and let him be your god and you will find that he will feed you he will satisfy you he will carry you through everything and that's his heart's desire in chapter 82 another psalm of asaph here and we notice that uh, this is a prophetic psalm psalm of a coming war, uh, a coming battle that will come upon the earth toward the people of Israel. It will result in God's name being made known as the only Lord, the Most High over all the earth. Now, if you look at the words of this and you see them and you notice who is spoken of here, you can see that these are nations that surround Israel today, Um, Many of whom are already making these same declarations where they're saying, let us cut them off from even being a nation on the earth. They want to destroy Israel completely. So this is we see the signs of this setting up even now. And it's a coming war that, you know, may not be very far off into the future for us in Psalm chapter 84. The author here is listed for us as the sons of Korah. These were also people that served in the worship of the Lord in the tabernacle of David and in the temple. And so these are other ones that are similar to Asaph and Jejuthun and others um, that would worship in the Lord and uh, worship the Lord in his holy places. I want to read to you some verses from this psalm. Verse 1 and 2, I want you to notice, How lovely is your tabernacle, O Lord of hosts. Now the tabernacle that they were referring to there and worshiping the Lord in would have been the tabernacle of David and later the temple when Solomon built it. Notice this, verse 2, My soul longs, yes, even faints for the court's Of the Lord, my flesh, my heart, and my flesh cry out for the living God. May God give us that kind of passion, that kind of hunger and thirst for His presence, to be near Him, to be with Him, to be close to Him at all times. Oh God, make it true in us today. I want you to notice in verse 3 this passage too, because I believe there's an application here for our families, our children, our grandchildren, those close to us. Even the sparrow has found a home, and the swallow a nest for herself, where she may lay her young, even your altars, O Lord God, O, O Lord of hosts, my King and my God. And, beloved, the Lord showed me that many years ago, and I have prayed that many times over my own children and grandchildren. There is a place, even the even the birds, uh, he's giving that example here, that even, even in the birds we find that place where they know where to lay their, their young, that will be safe, that will be uh, cared for by God. And Jesus said, even himself, he said, that there would not be one sparrow that would fall to the ground, that God was not aware of it. God didn't see it. God didn't know about it. So I find in here an application for us to lay our children and our grandchildren upon the altars of God. Entrust them to God is what it's saying here. Entrust their care to him. Entrust their Uh, ministry to him and trust that God will watch over them and God has the plan for them and God can keep them and bring them into the fullness of their destiny. And so I trust that that will encourage you if you are a parent or a grandparent that you would um, find a place in God where you can trust him with your children and pray over them and lay them in his care. Verse 4 Blessed are those who dwell in your house. They will still be praising you. I love that because those of us who dwell in the presence of God is what it's really talking about here. We are continually praising God for his goodness. Verses 5 through 7. Blessed is the man whose strength is in you, whose heart is set on pilgrimage. That reads a little bit different in some other translations. As they pass through the valley of Baca, they make it a spring. The rain also covers it with pools. They go from strength to strength. Each one appears before God in Zion. And what I wanted to speak about here is just that this tells me about a way to uh, enter that place where we can mount up and uh, go from one level of strength to another, even when we're walking through the valley of Baca. Or weeping and tears. That's what that word means. It's a place of weeping. Instead of just getting all depressed and having pity parties and dwelling around there and moping. Rather, we can have, we can be like this blessed man that's spoken of here. Who's strong in spirit and turns that place of weeping and sorrow into a spring a spring a, a well spring a fountain or a spring a source of living water a place of abundant living water thereby letting us be strengthened and refreshed beloved even the valley of baca or baka when we have to walk through those times of weeping and tears we can see that place and draw from the spring that God will provide there, the living waters that we need to be able to rise above that situation, to be able to come out of that and have life and vitality and be refreshed in spite of the fact that it was a deep valley in our life because of the living water that we're drinking in and being strengthened by And that living water is found found in the fountain of living water, the Lord God himself, through the power of his Holy Spirit. Jesus even spoke of that living water being the Spirit of God in John chapter 7. Hallelujah. I also want to read verse 10 from chapter 84. For a day in your courts is better than a thousand. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God, than to dwell in the tents of wickedness. The sons of Korah here are talking about how much better it is to serve the Lord and be near Him, than to be than to spend a thousand days somewhere else. They're talking about how this doorkeeper. This doorkeeper would have been like a greeter today in our churches or something. Someone who just welcomes people in and and has maybe what we would consider a lowly job, but yet an important job. And he says here, I'd rather be working the doors and greeting people in the house of God. Than to dwell in the tents of wickedness all the time. There's nothing. In other words, there's nothing out there for me. There's nothing outside the presence of God. There's nothing outside the family of God. There's nothing the world can offer me. That would in any way compare. With what I find when I'm in God's presence. Oh, what a beautiful, beautiful verse. And a beautiful picture that forms for us. And then lastly. Chapter 85. The author here also is the sons of Korah given to the chief musician. Is this as a song? A psalm. Verse 6 is talking about, um, and I see this as a great prayer for us to pray today. Let me read it. Will you not revive us again that your people may rejoice in you? Beloved, the church needs revival. You know, revival... People can get saved during revival, and we do need salvations to be occurring in the earth. But beloved God's judgment, he says, starts in the house of God first. In other words, the revival needs to start in the church first, and we need to be revived and, and have returned to us the joy of our salvation. So even that is a prayer that we can pray today for revival to come to the people of God again today. And then I want to read verse 8, and then we'll close here. I will hear what God the Lord will speak, for he will speak peace to his people and to his saints, but let them not turn back to folly. And I just want to end with this comment here. We need to hear God speaking to us today, and how many people need peace In these troublesome times, we need to hear the peace that God will speak to us. But it also leads us with a responsibility that we not turn away from God again. The whole of the Bible, you will find this concept of being close to God, coming into his family to begin with. That's where it starts. And then living in a place where we're hungering and thirsting after him. We're not going back to folly. The old is dead. The new has now come. Old things have passed away and all is new now. And when we get to that place, then we just open our ears and God is speaking. Peace. Jesus even said, my peace I give to you and leave with you not as the world gives. Give I unto you. So God wants to speak peace to your heart. If you're troubled about anything today, God desires to be able to be speaking peace into your life. And the peace of God bypasses all understanding. And it rules and reigns in our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. May God bless you with these words today. And may you join us again for future episodes of Bible Bites. To God be the glory in Jesus' name.